Good morning and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE. Today is Thursday. It is October the 21st. And the title of today's devotion is, Who is Controlling Your Perspective? Comes to us from Psalm 73. We are in a study of this Psalms for the next few days, probably into the weekend and probably even into next week. So uh, I encourage you to read uh, this Psalm, read it through, pray about it, get some questions together, um, think about what God is saying to you and pray about what God is saying to you and then uh, follow along and read along with us as we go through this. Yesterday we were we looked at the first three verses of this passage and uh, we got to the end of verse number three and we found out that Asaph was envious. Uh, verse three ends with um, with Asaph saying, for I envied the proud. Spurgeon once said uh, in his commentary about this verse number three, he once said this, It is a pitiful thing that an heir of heaven should have to confess I was envious, but worse still that he should have to put it, I was envious at the foolish. How sad it is sometimes that we, as God's children, as believers and heirs to heaven and all the blessings that come with it, envy the wicked and what they have. They have nothing compared to what we have inherited through the grace of God and through Jesus Christ. But as we have seen many times, and <clears throat> we will see it today, perspective can bring life or it can take life away from us. But the interesting thing is, and the most important thing, and the wisdom I want you to see today is simply this. We control our perspective. Probably better put, we allow the Spirit to control, the Holy Spirit, that is, to control our perspective. We closed out yesterday's devotion with verse 3, as I've already mentioned, and, and Asaph emits something Something horrible and troubling, but we've all been there before. Uh, he says, for I envied the proud. Our verses today in verses 4 through 9 gives us a clue and gives us some insight as to what Asaph must have, been, must have seen from the wicked or experienced from the wicked, um, what he was watching and what seemed to be success in his own eyes. Uh, these are some things that almost caused him to lose his footing or almost caused him to walk away from the Lord or <clears throat> to lose his faith in what God does and who God is. And so as we read these verses, I want you to just kind of think about, um, you know, have you ever been here before? Have you ever seen these things happen? Uh, have you ever experienced some of these, these things? Maybe you're there today. Maybe you see all these things or some of these things going on in your life today. Uh, let's look at God's perspective and let's, uh, let's let the word of God sink into our hearts and understand that the Holy Spirit has to control our perspectives at all times or else we can allow uh, what we see with our physical eyes to get out of control. Psalm 73 verse number four starts like this. Asaph says, they seem 
mentioning, talking, they is the wicked, the unrighteous, those who get away with all this evil. He says, they seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. In verse number nine, they boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. Asaph points out here the real issue that he has. Not only do the wicked seem to go unpunished for what they do, but they boast about their wickedness. They flaunt this evil schemes that they have. <clears throat> and they're not even punished for it. And since God seems to do nothing about it, they go on to commit more wickedness. And not only just commit it, but they seem to prosper from it. Asaph says they have everything they want. Nothing is kept from them. Then, in their wicked tyranny, as if what they have isn't enough, they seek to crush others around them with the success that they've got, and God seems to grant them this, this blessing over and over and over. Not only do they have everything, they take from others what they have, and God seems to sit back and do nothing. I think one of the translations says, is God on vacation? It, it's a great question, isn't it? We see this probably in most of our lives every single day. I mentioned yesterday that some scholars believe that Asaph is writing about uh, Absalom, which was David's son. And um, he's writing about all the things that Absalom done to David. And and um, I don't know if that's true or not. We I guess we really don't know. But I tell you, if you read the story about Absalom that starts in 2 Samuel 15, and I, I encourage you to do so, this story is so similar to what Asaph is writing about. The things I want you to notice here, <clears throat> uh, compare and contrast, one of the things is Asaph seems to be falling apart at the seams. And if you read about the story in 2 Samuel 15, David is... He's wondering what's going on too, but David's foundation is in the Lord. He is, David is, gosh, his spirit and his life is so in tune to what God's doing. And yeah, there's problems with David. David's got issues, but Asaph is falling apart and David is in, David's spirit is under control of the Lord. I want you to notice some wording here. Uh, in these verses, verses one through three, uh, as we're talking about perspective today, the first three verses here, notice um, how many times that Asaph uses the word I or me or my. Uh, then when you get to verses four and four through nine, the wording has changed. It's changed to they or them uh, or uh, these. And in uh, Asaph's writing about the things that he sees taking place and the in the problems that he sees going on, <clears throat> but his 
his perspective was right in the beginning, but it's changed as he's going through and he's seeing everything going on. He's He started out looking at himself, but now he has turned his perspective, his sight has turned and he's looking at the wicked. He's watching them and everything that they have. <clears throat> perspective here and the wisdom we're going to look at here today, perspective is the problem. His perspective. You see, Asaph can't control the others. He can't control the wicked. We can't control other people. And we definitely can't control what God does per se. Now, I understand we can pray and ask God to do things. But in this situation, what I'm talking about, and the circumstances that he sees going on, obviously Asaph has probably prayed about this, and God isn't changing it. That's one of his issues. But what Asaph can control is his perspective, which has an effect on everything that he does and everything that he sees. The key to wisdom here and what we're talking about here uh, in, in allowing the Holy Spirit to control our perspectives in life, this is a great, this is great wisdom and it's easy to teach, but it's hard to understand sometimes and it's even harder to, to live out. It's hard, or I'm sorry, it's easy to say, hey, you need to watch your perspective when you're seeing things going on because your perspective will change what you do. It's easy to teach that. But when we're going through the circumstances as Asaph was, and he sees the whole world, his whole spiritual world and physical world crumbling around him because of something someone is doing, and it seems as though God is doing nothing, it's hard to focus on perspective, but perspective is so huge in our daily lives. As we live for Christ, we're going to see God do things and allow things hap to happen that sometimes we're just not going to be able to understand and, and probably not going to understand this side of heaven. But we can't allow what we see with our physical eyes to hinder us from seeing with our spiritual eyes. We can't allow our physical perspective to damage and control our spiritual perspective. In, in, in these situations, as, as Asaph is going through, we have to look at our perspective and we have to ask the questions, what, why, and how? Not what, God, are you doing through these people? Why are you allowing them to prosper? Why are you allowing this to happen and them to get better and better and, and them to live the lives they're living in? And how are you allowing this to be taken out on me? You know, those are a perspective of selfishness. And um, I guess I would say it's a natural perspective. It's a, it's a, um, it's a, uh, a natural way for us to react, but we have to live by the spirit. And so we have to ask the questions, what, why, and how, but we have to ask them in this, in this way, God, what are, what are you trying to show me? What are you wanting me to learn from this? How do you want me to respond in this situation? Sometimes God's showing um, sometimes through other circumstances and situations, God reveals our hearts. Sometimes 
he's uh, sometimes we just see things through the spiritual and we we see the wicked going on just because God doesn't want us to fall into that trap. Uh, sometimes we just see the things happening and going on because we are at a spiritual place where we can discern and see. Um, but we can't, sometimes we can't change those situations. The key is uh, sometimes we can't do anything but pray, but pray is the most important thing that we can do. And sometimes we can't change those situations, but we can control our perspective and we can allow the spirit to control our hearts and minds. I told you yesterday and the title of our devotion yesterday was God is truly good. This fact alone, just that fact sometimes might be the only thing that sustains us and gets us through. At the start of this passage, Asaph points out that he knew God. He truly knew God was good. And can I tell you something? If it hadn't been for that perspective and that knowledge in his life before these things started happen, then Asaph might have not just almost fallen or almost slipped, he might have fallen for good and never recovered. You see, the importance of this and the wisdom in this is being ready for the enemy's attacks. He's going to attack our minds and our hearts, and he's going to make the evil and the wicked look so good like they never have any problems, and he's going to make them look like they prosper in everything they do. But the fact of the matter is, is we know the fate of the wicked. The Bible is clear that the fate of the wicked is destruction, and we can't allow that perspective to control our lives. And the thing of it is too, is we have to make sure that we are reading and studying God's word and knowing his word every single day before these struggles happen in our lives. Because if we don't, when they happen and we're not spiritually prepared, then we will fall and we will come crumbling down. What Today, what is shaping your perspective? Is it the word of God or is it circumstances? Is God revealing something something to you uh, today and how are you perceiving it? Are you listening to what God is trying to say and show you? Or are you listening to the enemy and only seeing what's on the surface? It's very, very important that we have a godly perspective before the enemy attacks. Most of the time, most believers, as they live through their lives, they wait until something happens before they seek God's guidance. Folks, we need to be seeking God's guidance every single day and praying over our perspectives so that we will have a godly perspective in everything that we do and say. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. God, help us as we move through our lives. Help us to have a godly perspective for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Does God care about our situations, what we face? Is he really aware of what's going on around us as individuals? Can he know and be everywhere? We're going to find these things out tomorrow. So remember, join me tomorrow once again as we look at the next set of verses in this passage of Psalm 73. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day. 
And I hope you have a wonderful week. Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, I'm praying for you. God bless you. Thank you.